you're listening to the private citizen defending your right to have something to hide. This is episode 59 for Wednesday the 10th of March 2021. Institutionalized COVID-19 victim blaming. Hello everybody, my name is Fab. I'm coming to you live from the city of Düsseldorf on the River Rhine where um yeah, where we're going to talk about COVID uh, today. Um, I just have uh, my mic boom got tangled up. So I'm just going to give me that. It's, fuck it, we're doing it live. I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> uh, today's it's been a bit of a day. I'm in a bit of a state. So the only thing that helps there is a good beer. Um, so tonight the show is totally not sponsored by sponsored uh, by TH König. Which is just a beer I like very much. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, welcome everybody. My name is Fab. Um, I'm your host. Um, I'm doing this show uh, as usual. Um, I'm recording this live on Twitch. But if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you'd probably you probably don't care about that. But you know, if I have some live feedback coming in, um, that might be from Twitch. Although I will, you know. I will tell you about that. Um, yeah, so today uh, it's going to be a uh, a COVID-related episode. It's uh, the first in in a little while. I feel um, you know I'd, I'd covered this quite uh, quite quite a lot um, during during the early days last year because basically I saw you know the privacy issues and civil li- liberty issues that were coming up. And since then, um, there hasn't been anything new, um, basically, I feel. Uh, basically, everything that um, I, I predicted would happen just happened. You know, people have um, given up certain rights. Um, we've basically normalized the whole uh, lockdown situation, the whole mask situation. And um, yeah, that's just, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't see... A point of talking about that i didn't see a point of just going on about you know you know I, since I, like i kind of did in the beginning when i said you know we can't have them we can't let this be the new normal um that was kind of my call to action but apparently that has failed and for the majority of people um this is not the new normal um which is really nothing like if i keep harping on about how everything's bad um, I don't feel that adds anything. Um, I think you listening to the podcast know what what's happening. You know my stance on this. Uh, you might not agree. That's the whole uh, point of this podcast. You know, not to agree with with everything, but to you know check it out for yourself. You know, go to the cho- show notes. PrivateCitizen.press is the website. There's lots of show notes on there, and you know check it out for yourself. Um, but you know, I, I thought that we, I, I wasn't bringing bringing anything to the table, but just repeating stuff that I, I've already said and that you probably are aware of now. Um, but now we've reached a point um, where we have to do that again. So I want to talk about two things today: uh, the news that Germany is now developing an app for a digital um, immunity passport, um, which you know I'm going to hark back, hark back to episode 38 where we um, first talked about this. Um, and then, um, of course, uh, that that leads me to something that I, I've actually wanted to talk about for a while, but there there was just other other stuff going on. But I think this this kind of flows together very nicely uh, because 
what I wanted to talk about is like a tendency I'm seeing towards victim blaming. And I actually feel like it's kind of, to some degree, we're institutionalizing this and institutions are doing victim blaming and the immunity passport is making everything, it's going to make everything worse. Um, it's going to basically also in, institutionalize uh, discrimination. And I just want to talk about that. So that's what we're going to do today. Then I'm going to quickly talk a little bit about some feedback that um producers of the show have sent me as always um and with that in mind um please if you disagree with anything i say here um feel free to voice your opinion uh, there is a uh, section in the show notes at private citizen.press um you know with contact details there's a contact link in the header of the site you have many ways to contact me encrypted ways easy ways um and um you know just just please do so because this show lives from different opinions um you know be aware that this is my opinion of course uh if you tell me yours i will listen uh, i will it could be that i well, it is probably likely because i thought through my opinions i'm just not just i'm not just you know just shouting things here out of my head you know i thought about these things that you will not like you know, convince me of your opinion. Maybe not Im immediately. Maybe it'll sink in. You know, maybe some of your points are like. Uh, but anyway, I will talk about that on the show. Um, so just be aware that this is kind of a, you know, I don't, just as you, as I don't expect you to agree with me, don't ex expect me to agree with you, basically is what we're saying. We should, we should still talk to each other though. Um, because we can learn. And I learn all the time from everybody who writes me because everybody has different backgrounds as a different uh was grown grew grew up in different circumstances is now living in different circumstances and you know i think we should talk to each other and we should learn from each other and kind of you know like buck buck the trend that we have on the internet right now where you know everybody's talking but but nobody's listening it's kind of what it what it feels like sometimes so i think we should we should kind of um you know do it different here in our little our little community but anyway with that um let's get um to the first topic i want to talk about which uh, is kind of like uh, a little bit news now so the first so first segment is going to be a little bit of a news segment and the news is that uh, the German government has, um, well, they had a tender uh, for a, an app to be developed, to be a digital immunity passport. Um, it was expected that they're going to do that. But now the tender has been, the contract has been given out. And it is, if you've listened to this podcast from the beginning and listened to, to me like last year when I talked about all these things, it is almost comical how how much what I've said and other people have said in the past has, has come to pass. And there's, just, there's, there's another additional level of uh, comicality, is that a word? Um, of fun, in air quotes, here um, for somebody who, like me, studied history. Um, you know, and at university, um, I studied modern history, and one of my... Um, you know, the, one of the subjects that I found most interesting or that, you know, the professors I had um, who I, you know, gravitated towards uh, were researching was the Third Reich. And so I did a lot of that. So basically my, the, 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 the period of history that I know most about is from Bismarck to the end of World War II. That is kind of in Germany, specifically in Germany. 
um, that is kind of like that was my main area of interest and um, yeah and so so that'll that'll come up later <laughs> which is fun so basically they've they've given out this um, I mean no let's before we before we get into that um, two things um, first of all a disclaimer that I I don't know I feel I don't have to give really with you know the main um audience of the show people have listened to me for a year who at least maybe to other podcasts i did before that who know a little bit where i'm coming from but you know you get new listeners you get listeners who find a topic interesting and just pick up one episode and they've never heard you before and they don't know what you're about so i'm just going to say this uh, ahead of time um i am not uh, against vaccinations of any kind um i am married uh, and have lived together for a very long time almost two decades with a cell biologist who um, we talk a lot uh, you know we when we were both in university we were talking a lot about our different you know to each other about our fields of study so I do know a little bit about medicine and and biology you know I haven't studied it but I would say I know a lot about vaccinations um, I've actually grown up in a household uh, where um, I would say my parents were somewhat skeptical of vaccinations and um i uh, felt like that as well um and then i you know <laughs> got to live with the biologist and we talked a lot and uh, i you know completely changed my mind on that um so i'm not against um vaccinations um in in any way um, but I am a strong opponent of individual rights, of individual freedoms, especially when it comes to your own body, um, right? So, for example, I have tattoos, uh, and uh, I completely understand when somebody says, you know, I don't want tattoos. So I, I want that to be a personal choice. <laughs> you know, I don't want the government to force somebody to get a tattoo, for example. Um, I don't also don't want the government to force anybody to get vaccinated. I don't think that is the... Uh, the role of the government. Um, I just believe that is a personal choice that everybody could make, uh, sh should make. And if somebody says, I don't want to get vaccinated, then I think we must respect their opinion. Um, I think that's what a democracy is about. And that would, that's what, a, as we call it in Germany, Rechtsstaat, you know, the rule of law um, is about. Um, because we don't have to agree with these people. We can make fun of them. But um, even... Like if they have stupid reasons to not get vaccinated, let's make fun of them completely with you there. Um, but I think it's a it's an important right, um, and I think it's a it's a it's a step that we it's a slippery slope. You you especially in Germany, you know, where we have a history of in the in the Third Reich um, of the government deciding who's sick and who's not sick and killing people who they thought. Um, were, were beyond help, uh, doing experiments on people, forcing people to take medications, all this kind of stuff. Um, I think, it, especially in Germany, it behooves us to be very careful with this. Um, that, that just to get that out of the way uh, in the very beginning uh, so that nobody thinks I'm like an anti-vaxxer or whatever. I'm like a, a weird conspiracy theory guy. I don't believe any of these, you know, microchip bullshit um i don't like bill gates <laughs> but that's because i'm a linux guy and i remember what microsoft under bill gates did in the 90s and 2000s um which he was very much responsible for um uh, but that's why i don't like him i not because i think he's uh, he wants to control the world with vaccinations um you know i think vaccinations are certainly um a matter of controversy 
Um, I think right now, and we're going to get into that later, um, people are like, oh, if you're for science, you must be for vaccinations. And they, they say all kinds of things about vaccinating people that are not wrong, that are just plainly wrong. Um, and I don't like that either. Um, and then, of course, the other side is people who are against vaccinations have like completely bullshit reasons. Um, yes, of course, it has side effects. Anything you take has side effects. And literally anything you get from a doctor has side effects. Right? People die of aspirin um, every day. Right? Um, it just happens. Um, you know, everything has side effects. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take it. Um, you know, you should always, uh, um, you know, weigh that off. But we're going to, you know, talk about that later just my ba basic point being i think it should be everybody's personal choice and that is something that is set in stone and that i'm not willing to compromise on um, which is something that's going to change i feel like but i'm personally i'm, I'm never going to go away from that that opinion um you know i think everybody's health and their body uh, their life is their own um is in their own um should be their own to decide what to do with It's the same reason why I am completely for abortions. I think if a woman wants to get an abortion, it is her right. And that, that's where it ends. Um, the state shouldn't interfere with that. I don't care if any some religious person or some person who believes something thinks, right, um, this is evil for some way uh, or whatever for some reason. You know, that's you can think that, but it should be in, in the, it should be the person's own responsibility to decide that and that you know it just cut, cuts both ways that that goes that means you the state shouldn't tell somebody not to have an abortion and that also means the state should not force somebody or compel people to get vaccinated um or like i mean for the same thing it's like um, i like eating meat right and i think if you want to eat meat that is your choice there should nobody should go like oh it's bad for the for the planet but for animals but for the environment yeah it might also be true but you know it should be everybody else's choice and we need to learn to we need to live um to learn to live with um other people doing things that we think are stupid um, this is my whole life i think everybody else i think a lot of people are stupid but you know i that's not I, i'm not gonna go um you know let's outlaw that because somebody's doing stupid things right that's it's their choice let them do stupid things as long as they don't hurt anybody and we get we'll get to that argument of vaccinations as well today anyway let's get back to what we were talking about that's a very long disclaimer uh, another thing i wanted to say before i got into this of course um i did an episode um episode 38 of this show where i explained what immunity passports are this was in september um if you haven't listened to that it's probably worth listening to it i go a little bit into the history and then i explain why i think it's a, it's a bad idea um and maybe i can just um recap this a little bit um uh why i why i think um immunity passports are a bad idea i mean the 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 the, the main The main reason is that, um, yes, for example, in Germany, we've had vaccination pass, you know, so-called vaccination passports forever. Um, and I know that, you know, if you travel to a certain country, um, you need to have certain vaccinations, right? I, when I was um, in school, uh, I went to stay, uh, go to school in Australia for a year, and I had to get a number of vaccinations. 
Um, and that was just the reason to travel into the country. I didn't agree with that back then, and I don't agree with it right now, but I think it's a, you know, it's a, that's a fact of life. But I think that's already bad enough. We shouldn't make it worse. And I think a digital immunity passport is making worse. Basically, what it is is, is, is discrimination. Um, I explained that in episode 38. Um, I strongly believe that you're discriminating against people. Um, so you're basically looking at, you know, an antibody in somebody's blood, um, which is something that in, you know, in biological or in medical science is called a titer. Um, and you're deciding something based on that, you know. Um, you have that antibody, you can go to work. You don't have it, you can't go to work. You can come into this country, you can't. Uh, you can go across the border, you can't. You can go shopping, you can't. Um and I think that is a, a very, very, very dangerous um, way of just deciding things. And it's it's it is discrimination. I don't I don't think anybody can um, can say any, anything against that. Now I think people don't think people are pro this kind of thing and they're pro vaccinating people. I don't think they think it's. Um, um, discrimination because they think oh it's something you can easily change right it's not like okay you're black you can't come in here or you have red hair you can't come in here um so it's like when you're black you can't change that right but i mean imagine you could change your black right you and you'd force somebody to change their, their skin color with the medical procedure i mean that's still discrimination um and it's also not as easy as saying you can just get vaccinated um because some people can't um, that you might have a medical condition where, you, you know, it's too dangerous for you to get the vaccine. Um, you might um, you might not get it. I mean, right now, I think it's actually one of the reasons why it's really dumb talking about this. Like our, you know, Jens Spahn, the German uh, Minister of Health, who I think should have been fired in last February, so about a year ago, uh, when he played, he knew about this virus going around. I think he, you can't dispute that he he didn't know back then. And he basically said, we need to close more hospitals. Um, I think that's the moment where he should have fired. He should have been fired. He should have been fired many months after that, again and again and again, when he failed with all kinds of things. Last thing he failed on was getting the vaccine to people. And now people can't get vaccinated. So, for example, my grandmother. My grandmother is 99. Yeah, right? She's like, I've, I've been always saying on this podcast, I don't think the risk of this virus is as high as people say. Um, I'm not afraid of it. Um, I don't think it's a problem in my age group i mean of course i can die i have a random condition whatever i die that happens right um but I, i've been saying i mean it is it is a, a risk for some people and my grandmother being 99 is at the highest risk you can ever be i mean she's really healthy um generally but you know she's 99 right she has like a uh appointment to get vaccinated in like april she's 99 can you remember can you imagine how long it takes till they get around to people like me who are like 37. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it is hilarious to me if Jens Spahn, our great minister of health, um, who basically looks like a gnome, but that's beside the point. I really fucking hate that guy. Um, but um, he's just an idiot. But when he's just like, so he's like in the news because he can't get people vaccinated because he fucked up his whole plan. Um, so basically, they made a plan who gets vaccinated first. And it turns out there were actually people, you know, for example, people in hospitals, right? They were first on the list. 
Um, so, and then they had this vaccine, which is obviously, you know, the mRNA vaccine, which, which spoils really fast. And then some people in the hospital just said, I don't want to take this vaccine because it just only has 70%, um, you know, uh, success rate or whatever, for whatever reason. Right. And now the, the, um, the doses are going bad and they have to throw them out because they can't get them to like people who are waiting for appointments. Like they can't get them to people like my grandma, right? They can't figure out when they go like, okay, uh, let's vaccinate all the hospital workers and then like 600 hospital, or like, like let's say it's a hospital and there's like 600 people working there and then like 50 people go, I don't want it. Like they can't figure out how who to give these 50 doses to. Like what the fuck? And the guy who's in charge of that who can't get people vaccinated, who is spoiling, like his fucking vaccines are spoiling because his plan is just dumb. Oh, did I mention that this will be a ranty episode? Oh, wait, where's my... Oh, give me a second, sorry. Uh, not prepared. I'm blatantly, blatantly not prepared. Warning, this will be a ranty episode of the show. You have been warned. Warning, rants incoming. Um, yeah. Right, that fucking guy is now, yeah, we need immunity passports, so we need to decide who can do what based on if they're immunized. You can't get people immunized, you fucking idiot! And now you wanna, you wanna deny people for entry for anything? Right, if they, if they put this in action in two months, right, and they go, right, you can't do X if you're not immunized, and I'm like, I wanna get immunized, shoot me now! Shoot me with the shot! Hit it! Here's my arm! Right, and I go, okay, first first appointment we can give you in September. It's like, what the fuck? Right? I mean, get... I mean, I'm against this whole idea... I don't think I have to say this. I'm against this whole idea from the very beginning. But let's... Because it's a bad idea, which I explained last year. Um, but not looking at that... If I was thinking this was a good idea, I'd still be thinking they're dumb because, like, why are you even trying to make a law about... I'm going to get to that. Laws and whatever and apps and... Get the people immunized, you know? Before you decide to decide anything based on people are immunized, get the people that want to be immunized immunized. How about doing that first? Like, what the fuck? Who are these people? Who dumb are these people? Are they that, are they that dumb? Like... Everybody says politicians are dumb, but like, are they that dumb? Can they be that dumb? Like, can you be that dumb? I mean, yes, you can be that dumb, but you know, can you be that dumb and actually succeed to get into the like highest levels of government? Obviously you can. Or oh, there's something else going on, which would be conspiracy theory, which I actually don't think. I just think they're that dumb. They're dumb. They're dumb people. They're dumb people. Anyway, um, let's talk about how they're going to do this now that I've explained to you why it's stupid. Um, stupid. Right, how are they going to do this? Okay, so they gave the, the contract to, to... They want to do it digital, right? Because that ink, pen and paper uh, vaccination pass that we've had for like decades uh, doesn't do the job for some reason. I don't know why. I think you could still do it with that. Uh, you know, somebody asks you, are you vaccinated? Just hold your pants up. Fertig. <laughs> In German, you're done. Um, no, but we can't do that because we need to collect data on people everywhere they go, apparently. Okay, so now they're going to do a digital app, right? Who's doing this digital app? 
um, a company called what they're called again I forgot this uh, I put this in the show notes private citizen dot uh, press a company called Uberch 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 from Cologne in collaboration with IBM now this is hilarious because back in episode 16 uh, you might remember I was talking to Tante Jürgen Goiter. we were talking about this was uh, they were just saying flatten the curve flatten the curve and we were talking about the corona virus detection apps right and we were talking about how um how this is all dumb and how like this probably doesn't work because the bluetooth isn't um it's just a hail mary thing it probably won't work and then like i think jürgen brought it up and I, i've seen him tweeting about this since like with the with the immunity passport but he, but we were basically joking around about the fact that these people are all clueless they have no idea about technology and they just give money to somebody who like rips them off and does shit and he was like kind of like oh the next thing they're going to do is blockchain right they're going to do blockchain and yeah they're doing blockchain because uberge is a blockchain based startup um <laughs> astral c uh in in twitch chat says the more dumb you are the more you are used as a pawn for the ones with money. Yeah, the problem is these people are, they have money as well. That's the point. There is, they're dumb and they have money. I don't, I actually don't think they're being used as a pawn in this, uh, this regard as well. I think they, I think they're just, they theoretically mean well. I think they don't really mean well. They mean, they feel like they have to do something and they're definitely under pressure now because people are getting pissed off. Like I was, um, so today, so these restrictions, right? And they're lifting those restrictions now in Germany, like the lockdown, right? We're lifting everything, the way to normality. And they have this plan, right? And I think like, whatever, uh, I know that, you know, you can go to a flower shop now, but you can only buy cut flowers and seeds for some reason. And the other flowers that are in the shop, you can't buy. Like there's idiotic bullshit like that, right? Uh, throughout the whole lockdown, the bookmakers offices have been open. Right? And there'll be people hanging out there. You know these things where people, they, they hang out there. And the cafe next door only has takeaway or is completely closed. Like I can't go in there and drink a coffee and sit down. But in the next 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 room, basically, next store over, there, there's like these old men sitting in a bookmaker's office. And they sit there all day and they're just bad on sports, right? And like, how does that make any sense? I can tell you why the bookmakers are open. Because the state, like the federal state, actually gets a huge cut from them. It's like a lottery. And in Germany, that's like regulated. And they get huge taxes from that. Um, so they lose a lot of income if they close those down. But like, how does it make sense Like from a scientifically minded person? It doesn't. Right? These restrictions are dumb. So I know, right, the hairdressers are. I actually look like a fucking hobo right now. I've actually cut my uh, the hair on my sides myself twice. I'm actually slowly learning how to do a fade cut but luckily tomorrow i have hairdressers appointment so i know they have opened i know some things are opening now so i get a, a text message today from like my telephone mobile provider right and they're like oh yeah we can see you in person again you can come in right and i i the day before i had tried to get like i have to fix my car i have an old uh, t4 camping bus it rusts like uh, it rusts like a german navy ship and i've you know gotten some rust off and now i need to get some epoxy you know and and stuff the holes and shit and paint over it so i i, I wanted to do, go to the, the hardware store but hardware stores don't have open uh, well they have open but you have to make an appointment right 
I just ordered everything on the internet. Like, I'm going to make an appointment to go to the hardware store. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, so so I knew those are closed. But now, like, my mobile, I can go and buy a new phone. And I was, like, confused. So I'm, I'm writing to my wife. And I'm like, uh, is the lockdown now completely lifted? Like, why can I go, like, like why has... Why is the cafe not open? But I can, like, they were saying, like, I was under the impression that the first opening step was like essential um, retail, right? How is mobile phones essential? I, I don't. Know. Anyway, so I was like, is it completely locked? Lock, lift, and she's like, no. And she sends me like this huge graphic, like with all the steps and everything there. Nobody fucking can, like, how you can't remember that. How how do they think you remember that like this week if the incidents of like you know the the thing that nobody understands so basically that thing Dear passengers Düsseldorf currently exceeds the threshold level for spreading the coronavirus there have been more than 50 new infections per 100,000 residents in one week please help to reduce this level of infection ensure you wear a full face mask in our buses and trains at stops and in underground stations Keep your distance and make sure to cough or sneeze into the crook of your arm. Stay healthy. You're alive. So that bullshit incidence kind of thing, um, right? That, that you have to take that into account, like what day of the week it is. Like all this, nobody can remember this. So I was like, I'm, I've had it. Like I'm just the only thing I'm going to do right now, from now on, is just gonna, I'm going to do the bare minimum to co comply with things that I'm not going to get fined or thrown into jail because I can't like. I, I went to university, right? I'm not a dumb person. I'm I like research is my job. I research very complicated facts every day, right? I actually like dealing with software licenses and history and shit like that. Like really, really tough things, like pro problems. I I like remembering that. I can't fucking remember these rules. Like, how is anybody who's just like went to just like you know normal school and then got a job as a carpenter gonna remember like even understand any of this bullshit it's like it's completely nuts it's like i don't get it anyway i don't i don't i don't actually remember how i got there um but yeah so people are fed up people are fed up with this bullshit of course they are because nobody can nobody can actually uh, understand any of this how it's going Uh, Astral C actually says same in my country communications is essential but somehow shoes not also similar messages in the PA yeah the PA message I just recorded that because that is so that is so metro like the Russian uh, <laughs> it is so fucking fallout like it's so fucking the apocalypse I just had to go out and record that like for posterity uh, we just need that on because it's like li living in a fucking novel like in a Russian post-apocalypse novel <laughs> oh this is the government speaking for your own health please stay inside the nuclear bombs are dropping like what the actual fuck but anyway uh back back to the point here people are fed up so i think that's why they kind of need to have a need to act and they're just doing stupid things um but so this is hilarious so a blo blockchain startup it's got it's gonna make this and i'm gonna i went to their website next have a white paper and they do all like oh I, it security blah 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 like the let me boil this down in case you do not understand like you might come to the show from a little bit of a different background i used to do an open source and linux podcast the people you know linux outlaws back in the day the people f that stuck around from that probably know what blockchain is and why this is 
bullshit, but if you're from a different background, um, background I'm going to explain this very briefly. So when somebody says blockchain in any context whatsoever, um, except Bitcoin, or like except corner cases and cryptocurrency, they're trying to sell you bullshit. Blockchain is nothing else than a database. It's a special kind of database. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a way to make a database that guarantees that it can't be manipulated. It's a very, 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 very stupid way to do that kind of database that only has one reason to exist. And it was invented as part of blockchain because the guy who invented blockchain, who we don't know who that is, um, made, made a very, very ingenious invention. His goal was to make a currency that is not controlled by a state or a big um, organization, but basically a state. Any currency in history of mankind has always been controlled. I, probably not a state, maybe also like state, I mean, there have been currencies which are like, you know, just like they were basically a big company, you know, like something like the East India Company. But for the sake of argument, let's say any currency in history is always controlled by a state. And he wanted a way to come up with a currency in the digital age where that can't happen. And, and blockchain was a genius solution. So blockchain is a way to make an encrypted database that is distributed. Where you, normally when you make an encrypted database, you, somebody encrypts it, right? You have an authority and um, if you trust that authority, you can trust the database and you trust the encryption or whatever. Um, but if you want to make a system where nobody, not one, not one entity is in control, you can't use that system, which we've used in IT uh, for like, you know, 20, 30 years, I don't know. Um, you need to come up with something else, and that's blockchain. And it's very convoluted, and the way it usually works uses a lot of energy as much as like a small country. I think it's like it uses as much power, like Bitcoin uses as much power as Croatia, I think. Maybe it's 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 getting bigger. I think it was Belgium, maybe even at some point. Um, but it's like, if you're not talking about something like this, where you don't, like, where you where you need it distributed and you need a network where basically everybody works together to establish the trust of the system where you can't go, this guy is responsible because they could fake it, then blockchain is good. For any other, any other use case whatsoever, blockchain is absolute bullshit. And whenever somebody wants to sell you that, it's just because they know what blockchain is and you don't and they want to rip you off. That's, that's just the way it is. Um, now, this is an idiotic use case for blockchain because what they, what you just, I mean, the system they're making um, and the Bundesdruckerei is involved, so they're the guys printing the money um, or used to print the money. I don't know. It's, no, it's the Europeans actually. They're involved in printing the euro. I don't know. A government organization, right? And they do like the, we have a health, uh, our national health system has um, a... Um, a, a uh, you know a health an insurance card and there's your health details and they do all that shit but that's the state right so so they are in charge of this immunity passport it's the government there's a national health or whatever or the federal state health organization anyway you have a an authority that is in charge of this they're in charge of the health system anyway so you don't need blockchain they can just encrypt it and you have to trust them anyway 
you know because you know you get your 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 um your like your 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 unemployment money from them you get you you have to pay your taxes to them uh you uh get your uh get your insurance from them like your health insurance you get all this stuff from them so you have to trust them anyway they're the government like if you don't trust your government you're fucked uh, so what they could just do is like an encrypted database, like Git uses. I mean, it's not a, it's not rocket science. It's basically a database where you know to 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 make it explain it relatively simple. You have one data set, and then you have the next data set, and then you have the next data set. In a normal database, like if you take a middle data set out, nobody will notice. Especially not if you're not the administrator and you can't look into IDs or whatever in the database. Like you can't tell that somebody deleted something in there or changed something in the middle. And you can make a database, which is exactly what Git uses, the version control system, where you encrypt it in such a way that every block of data, right? That's where the blockchain comes from as well. Every block of data is tied to the next one, right? And you can't change any, right? Okay, you can, you can, you can always change the last one, um, but like, you know, nobody can go in and three blocks back, go and change any value in there because there's like a number that gets calculated. And if you change anything in there, that number changes. And then the next block has that number in it. And you can, you know, you, you can tell, and that's the only thing they would need to do. And the fact that they're using blockchain tells me either that, which I don't think either that a scam is going on. Or that the people in the government who's decided which company does this has no fucking clue what they're doing and they've just been ripped off. <laughs> and nobody else understands what they're doing. Like, you know, the, the press is just too dumb. My, like, my, most of my colleagues in the press are just too dumb. They're dumb. They don't understand what a blockchain is. And they either don't have the time or the intelligence to do the research. Um, and they're too lazy to ask people like me uh, who could tell them, look, this is bullshit. Um, there's there's very little people writing about how this is bullshit and so nobody fucking knows and it is it is obviously bullshit i mean there's no other way it, it just can't be um but you know it's a double whammy like that's not the only thing uh that you where you go like what the fuck did they did there the other company who's involved is ipm now i was i've been th i heard this like two three days ago like on the actually on the radio, I think I was I was somewhere in a shop or something. The radio was gone. I heard this on. I, I just yeah, I think I was grocery shopping, and I and they have like this in-shop radio, right? It's not a real radio, but they play music. And there's news in air quotes. I can't even speak proper German in the news. But it's like they said they they were talking about this and they said IBM. They did, actually didn't mention the other company. They said IBM got got the contract, and I was like, I just literally stopped in my tracks. And I was like, sorry, what? Like this, this vaccination passport thing is already very, very controversial. Not only because people like me and who are interested in privacy know that that's, it's a bad idea, but also because there's nutcases out there who are anti-vaxxers and the people who don't get vaccinated or something. And they're already, oh, Bill Gates is doing like a government, world government conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. And okay, you know that that's going on and the company you pick to do this is IBM? Do I have to remind you that IBM, during the Holocaust, sold the tabulation hardware to the Nazis that the Nazis use 
to use to organize the biggest mass murder in the history of mankind. That was IBM, right? I mean, it's kind of disputed, but it wasn't actually IBM because IBM, of course, uh, like many other companies at the time, uh, was uh, embargoed from their own country, right? So they couldn't, um, they, they, they couldn't like they they created a, a basically a, a shell company, a, a an, you know a subsidiary, uh, a German IBM. Right, with the knowledge of the, of the board of the actual IBM, they knew all about this, right? To sell their computing machines to the Nazis, and not only did they sell it to them, they also gave them tech support, and they basically told them how to do their shit, you know, how to figure out how many Jews live in the Danzig ghetto and that kind of shit. Um, you know, basically the Nazis used this to. Uh, I think it was the first census in um, in German history, but you know they made a census and they figured out who you know who what religion everybody has and where all the Jews live and all this kind of stuff. And then they used that data to go collect them in the night, put them in concentration camps, and gas them. That was IBM. That was IBM, and using that company to create this thing, which is already you know people are saying it's kind of like oh you're hurting people up and then you put the pe like that's the conspiracy you were right you'll put the people that that don't are vaccinated you put them in camps and that can concentrate uh, in, in concentration camps basically and that theory isn't even so far-fetched <laughs> because canada and new zealand have camps like this already it's not about vaccination it's more about like if so if you if, uh, if you come into the country and uh, there's like a there's like a, um, a period where you have to put yourself in quarantine. Quarantine. If you don't do that, they put you in a camp and lock you up, right? Um, and they've said this. Both these countries have said that in Parliament. The government has said that they're doing that. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is happening. And now you're picking IBM. I mean, who like? You can't write a novel where where you go like, oh, the government wants to do this, and they they. They purpose. You want to purposely write a situation where they have bad PR in Germany, right? I mean, they were pretty lucky because this IBM thing basically didn't come out for a long time, and not a lot of people know about this. Um, I put a link in the in the show notes if you want to read about this. There's a great book called IBM and the Holocaust, um, where a guy called Edwin Black uh, writes about this whole. Uh, Situations. It's a very good book. I mean, it's disputed in some cases, but nobody really disputes that this happened. Um, I mean, IBM isn't admitting it, you know, but then Porsche doesn't put on their website that they built all the tanks for the Wehrmacht, for the Nazis. Uh, you know, Hugo Boss is putting, isn't putting on their website that, you know, they made the, the, the concentration camp uniforms and TSS uniforms, right? And it's it's not like pretty much any company that was around at that time in Germany, it's still around, collaborated with the Nazis. That just happened. Um, it's just something that, that you know. What pisses me off about the IBM thing is that IBM has done a very good job uh, that people don't know about this kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I mean, any company did that at some point. But, I mean, IBM, that was pretty, pretty egregious, right? Um that is like that's not like you know if you're like Magirus Deutz, you know the 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 truck manufacturer, right? The Nazis actually used in the first in the first trials to um, gas people in I think Sobibor concentration camp. They used Magirus Deutz trucks uh, hooked up to like like portable 
things. They heard that the people in and killed them with the exhaust. Right? It's not like that where you like make your thoughts like, okay, we sold them a truck and we had no idea they're going to use the truck for that. Right? IBM, uh, I mean, I don't think you can prove that they knew, but it's like, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> yeah, Astro C actually uh, in Twitch chat says something that uh, I've made this joke as well. IBM is like the perfect uh, the perfect choice here. Astro C says IBM know how to congregate uh, to cooperate with Germ to Germany or the German government to control the population. They have advantage. <laughs> yeah, they know exactly how this works, so they're the perfect partner. Like if the government actually wants to make uh, concentration camps to put the non-vaccinated in there. Um, IBM has actually kind of done this before. <laughs> okay, this is this is taking it a bit far, but I, I I think it's just like it's hilarious. Like you couldn't write a script like this, right? Of all the companies, like you know the 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 the, the COVID app, of course, is done by SAP, right? You could have picked SAP. You could have picked any company, but did it have to be IBM? Like, I don't, I don't, I I don't get it i mean this is um actually um so so i'm just reading on the wikipedia article um it says here um after the publication of black's 2012 expanded edition he wrote for the huffington post the punch cards machinery training servicing and special project work such as population census and identification which was managed directly by ibm headquarters in new york and later through its subsidiaries in germany known as deutsche hollerit maschinengesellschaft die Hohmark. Poland, Holland, France, Switzerland, and other European countries. He added that the punch cards bore the indica of the German subsidiary, the HOMAC. Like, what, what, like, okay, guy who uh, has wrote publicly in a book that he wants to kill all the Jews comes into power in Germany and wants to have machines to, to make a census to figure out what religion everybody has. What do you, like, what do you think was going to happen? Um... <laughs> It's, I mean, it's just that's just hilarious. I I, I want to point out uh, that you know I'm, I'm saying some things here that, that some of it is definitely although, you know, people will probably think you shouldn't make jokes about this, but some of this is just as a somebody who's interested in history and this part part of history specifically, um, it's just hilarious. Although of course the um the topic of the Holocaust and and mass murder, and Nazi Germany is of course um very serious and you know, not funny at all. Um, and on, on the other hand, of course, the IBM for today is, is nothing like the IBM back in the day. And, you know, the German government is not making concentration camps. Um, but it's just like, I, I just feel there's an involuntary, uh, involuntary um, connection there. Um, I don't, I don't actually have, you know, I've talked a lot about how I don't like these restrictions and restrictions on freedoms and the lockdown, but you know, I don't, I'm not saying this is, this is Nazi Germany, which it clearly isn't. Um, but it's just, it's just maybe too close to comfort as well. It's just like, this, this maybe why I'm joking about it. Um, you know, with, with all the things that, I mean, there's, there's the other side to the, to the Nazis and, you know, the medical experiments they did, you know, they basically, um, they didn't only kill people in concentration camps, like they had medical concentration camps, right? They rounded up um, uh, 
uh, you know, not only people of certain religions that rounded up, uh, you know, uh, disabled people, um, people with certain uh, illnesses, and they were testing um, things on them, like operation procedures. Um, they were testing uh, drugs on them. Um, and I just feel like with, with this whole thing, <laughs> you wouldn't you want to, like, distance yourself from that as well I, I just don't I just don't like I think as Germany with that history like we should be the last we should honestly be the last country um, to implement something like an immunity passport we should never implement it um, we should not go around um, deciding based on like if somebody is sick or if somebody had a certain sickness um, or if somebody um, has certain antibodies in this in in his or her blood, whatever you know, what what they can do, what they are allowed to do or not. We should we should be the last country to do that. Um, and why why are they doing this? Okay, there's a European law uh, that is uh, by all accounts uh, going to be rushed through the Parliament, the EU Parliament. They will actually uh, publish a draft. It is set next week, next Wednesday, actually. Um, I'll, I'll look at this, of course, and um, that's going to enshrine immunity passports into law. There, of course, then has to be a German law uh, complying with this. It looks like the German government is drafting that in parallel. Um, so basically, uh, you know, they usually have two years to implement EU laws on a local level. It looks like they're going to do this basically at the same time. And I just feel it. this will clearly lead to discrimination. Um, discrimination of people who are not vaccinated and restrict their civil liberties um and discrimination um you know i've we've talked about this on the show quite often as well um it's also not about completely like saying you know you're not allowed to do something it's also um you can also discriminate people by basically saying something is um um you know, you have a you have a choice to do something. What's what's the, what's the opposite of mandatory? Um, God, it's come to the point where I need to Google opposite of mandatory because my brain just kind of seized up, um, and Google is not helpful. With that what's the opposite of mandatory? Why is my brain? Why can't my brain do this? What's going on? Uh, Voluntary. It seems to be voluntary, and it just my brain just didn't I say that earlier? Anyway, um, so so you say something's voluntary, but you can still like discriminate on them, right? We did this. We we talked about this in uh, connection with the app, where they were saying, yeah, it's going to be completely voluntary to install the app, right? Um, and then you know we won't make any laws that you can't do anything if you don't have the app installed. Um, but then you could, you know, we could all imagine situations where like the supermarket says, you know, you're not allowed to come in here if you don't have the app. And they're allowed to do that because they're private business or optional, says AstroSense, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, so they can do that, you know, because they're allowed to do that. And then um, the government has actually not done anything um, to force you to do something. But because all supermarkets that I can reach, that I can go to, Right in in my city, maybe um, it would require that. Then I have to install the app. Like I have no choice, and that's a well known known phenomenon in data protection. Um, and it's um, it's basically still discriminating. It's just like indirectly. 
Um, and the same thing um, is going, will happen, I feel, here with vaccinations. Um, Jens Spahn um, said very publicly um, when they, you know, um, when they passed that law that I also did an episode about, you know, lockdown law, whatever. Um, there was some stuff with vaccination in there. And then some people said, you know, conspiracy theories um, or basically they were painted as conspiracy theorists. Oh, the government's got to force us to be vaccinated. And Jens Spahn said, we will never force you to be vaccinated. And I believe him. I believe him. I don't think the government can do that in Germany. I don't think that would con constitutional. I think people would, would just basically riot. Uh, but what they're going to do is they're going to make it so you are very, very, very much, um, you know, basically discriminated against or very much advantaged if you are vaccinated. Right. If they say you can't leave the country um, if you're not vaccinated and you can't do this, you can't do to restaurants, you can't, can't do to theaters. That's what they're talking about. Um, then. You know, it's still you're still managed. Uh, it's still completely optional to get vaccinated. But if you want to live a normal life, you better get vaccinated, and that is discrimination. Uh, it's not, and he's right. He, the government isn't forcing you to be vaccinated, but de facto they're they're making a situation, and I think they know um, where they want to incentivize people to do that. And you know, there is that's it's the same old argument I can remember. Uh, years ago when we were talking about privacy on other podcasts I was on and hosting um, you know there was always the argument yeah of course um, you know that when um, when for example uh, um, insurance companies uh, started ha having the option that you can put a tracker in your car and then they track how you drive right and then they're like okay if you drive really well then we will like you know lower your premiums people say oh that's that's completely not uh not a data privacy it's not a privacy issue um because it's completely optional yeah but at the point where it's you know it goes further and further and then at some point every um insurance company does that and then you would just pay more money if you don't want to get tracked and then at some point it's like oh uh no we, we decided to make this mandatory says one insurance company and then the next one and then like a year later two years later three years later you can't get car insurance um if you have uh if you don't have a tracking device right that's the way it goes and then because you have to have car insurance in germany to drive on the road it's basically okay if you don't want a tracking device in your car you can't have a car right it's still it's still not mandatory <laughs> Right, you can you can choose to live without a car, but that's that's always how you know how how it goes. And if you're smart, you think ahead, and that's that's what I'm seeing here as well. Um, they're institutionalizing with this digital immunity passport and the laws they're going to pass. Um, they institutionalize discrimination against people who are not vaccinated, and. Um, the problem is that many people I talk to are very, you know, they're very progressive people and they're like, right, but everybody should get vaccinated, right? Where's the problem? Like, there's no real downside to get vaccinated. And that's true, I think. I, I feel for, for, for most people that's, you know, a large number of people that is true. Um, but I don't, I still don't think we should take their choice away because, you know, that's, 
that's the first thing they do. And then what what's the next? Where, where they go, oh yeah, to protect everybody, we need to do that. And now you, you you're forced to do that, and that'll get in, into your uh, immunity passport, right? Um, and we already have employers who say we'll put that in the contract. You'll you'll have to be vaccinated. Um, we have insurance companies who say that we 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 will not like health insurance. We will not um, take you as a customer if you're not vaccinated. And at that point, you, you're forcing people. Um, and it's just, I I cannot understand how you can be an intelligent um, person. No matter what your political beliefs are, you, no matter what progressive you are, who thinks that is okay, right? So, for example, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't like religion very much. I am I'm not baptized. I belong to no religion. Um, I've studied history, and from years of studying history, all kinds of different epochs of mankind, I have. Um, basically drawn the conclusion that religion is one of the worst things that ever happened to human beings. Um, you know, many, 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 many millions and millions of people over the years have died because of religion. So I don't like religion. But I don't think it should be the state's job or my job to tell somebody not to have a religion. Like, I don't think we should outlaw religions. I, don't, I think if somebody, somebody uh, believes in God... And wants to put a funny hat on their on their head, right? I'll probably make fun of them. I I think they'll dumb. They're dumb. But I I would never go and say, well, they're not allowed to do that, right? And I would never um, say we should any laws that discriminate against people that wear that hat or that have that religion. And that is something that is you know that everybody in Germany understands because of the Holocaust, right? We don't want to get to a place where you know if you're a, if you're of of the Jewish faith. You'll have to wear an armband, and you'll have to live in that part of the city, or or else. Like, and we make laws like that. That everybody understands. But with vaccinations, it's okay, and that's just like a that it's just a personal choice. I think we should that should not that should never be anything that the state should make laws about. And the, the the I mean, one of the one of the main things why I think about this is because. This whole push to vaccinate people um, doesn't really make any sense to me, because the people who advocate it say say it's to protect other people, right? They say, well, you know, generally we would be um, we, we would think yes, it would be a good idea if it's everybody's choice. Um, if it's only their own life at stake, but that is clearly not the case. Um, they need to get vaccinated to protect other people. And that is clearly wrong. Um, I challenge anybody who thinks that to go and read the um, instructions that come with the uh, vaccines. Um, you can probably find them out there. I have uh, uh, copies of the actual instruction for medical professionals for three of the vaccines that are legal in Germany now um, that I can't link in the show notes otherwise I would have done but you know that stuff is out there and you can find it um, so have a look and do some research for yourself and you will discover that these companies um, actually say in their documentation very clearly um, that they can't say that somebody who's vaccinated will not spread the disease 
because we don't know about that. Um, that is actually not a factor of the vaccine. Um, that is a factor of you know the virus and how the infection works. And since we know very little about that, um, still, after more than a year, which I find is actually a scandal, um, there's, there's very, very, very little work. Um, some of the best work that was done that I'm aware of on how this virus spreads is in the Heinsberg uh, study, study, which was done like in, I think, April, March, April, like last year. Um, they actually did a lot of groundwork there, and there's been very little groundwork afterwards. Um, so they don't know um, where exactly these, you know, if you're sick, like w what cells express this virus, how it is, uh, how much, you know, how it's spread, when it is spread, at which, like, there's, there's information on that, but like, there's not enough to say, okay, if you're vaccinated, you definitely won't spread it. They don't know about that. Um, there, there is now I've read some some very uh, uh, disquieting stuff where like they wanna like one of the reason they wanna do a study in London I think uh, where they actually infect people with the virus you know they'll get paid and whatever um, and I think one of the reasons is they wanna actually study how it spreads um, I feel that's the wrong way I don't think you can do ethical medical science like that but okay. Obviously, think so in the UK. Uh, I don't know how they like the. I mean, you know, you, uh, English, uh, British uh, medical science used to be the bastion of like ethics and shit like that. Like a hundred years ago, I don't know how they can do how they think that is ethical now. But okay, um, but you know, we don't know. And the vaccine companies say that themselves. So it's clearly not a case that. Um, if you say, okay, you are not allowed to come in this country if you're not vaccinated, um, you're doing that to protect your citizens. Because we don't know, we have no, we have absolutely no indication that if I'm vaccinated and I get, get infected, that I don't spread it for a bit. Like, if I get vaccinated, what we know is if I get vaccinated and it works, then I won't get sick. As in, I won't have bad symptoms, right? I won't get covid I'll I'll still be SARS-CoV-2 positive, um, right? So what's the point? What's what's the point of the vaccination passport? Like, what 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 are you trying to do? Um, and then people say, well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get so many people vaccinated um, that we actually get rid of the disease, um, which has never worked in the history of mankind. Anything we had a vaccine for that uh, the WHO previously thought was eradicated, any of these diseases crop back up, right? Um, I mean, what you can do is, um, and what has worked in the past, is you get so many people vaccinated um, that even, even if they can... So even if they're still contain, like, you know, you're vaccinated, you have antibodies and you won't get sick when you get the virus uh, or you won't get any serious uh, health problems. Um, like even for, for diseases where you still spread the virus then um, or whatever contagion it is, let's, let's talk viruses in this case. Um, if everybody pretty much is vaccinated, I mean, that will definitely cut down the time frame how long you're infected. 
And that might actually be a factor uh, to actually, you know, eradicate a virus, especially in a certain population. Um, but to do that, you'd have to, you basically have to, um, so that, that has only worked in the past for diseases that weren't as contagious as SARS-CoV-2. And it's only worked mostly because of regional, you know, you'd, ha you'd have an outbreak um, somewhere and then you'd vaccinate a lot of people and then the disease would die down there. Like it generally doesn't die out planet-wide. You still have, you know, it, it crops up in another country and then you vaccinate them. There. Like it's, there's no precedent um, that we can do this with any disease, let alone a respiratory virus. A very contagious respiratory virus, which is kind of the it's kind of the hardest disease to do this on, right? Um, so it's like scientifically speaking, if that's your goal, right, to vaccinate enough people to eradicate the disease, then it's relatively unlikely that we're going to succeed. Um, and if we're going to succeed, it's going to be a long-term thing. Like we're talking decades here, probably talk, talking decades. It's because, I mean, we're now, we're now, as you could see by the spread of this virus last year, uh, we are now a one world community. So you basically have to vaccinate everybody on the, in the world. And, you know, the people that, whose goal it is to do this, uh, you know, Bill Gates being one with his foundation, they actually say that. They say, you know, we have to vaccinate pretty much anybody. Um, and I doubt we can do that, personally. Um, I don't think we can, you know, like even if we if we, even if we had the most draconian laws and the most passports or whatever, um, I don't think that will work. But I might be wrong. And the point being that even if I, like if I'm if I'm wrong, even if I'm wrong, especially if I'm wrong, uh, the the passport doesn't make any sense because like why restrict travel if your goal is to just vaccinate everybody to so spend your energy on vaccinating everybody right because the virus is everywhere now these 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 immunity passports the idea is and i talked about in the previous episode about historic immunity passports where you had the black plague right you had yersinia pestis um infecting people and those were local outbreaks and what you try to do is like oh uh they have they have the black they have the plague in Saxony, right? Let's restrict travel from Saxony to places, and let only people go in there who we can tell are immune. And that actually makes sense, but we're way past that. This virus is everywhere on the globe. Like, why are we trying to restrict anything? Like, why are we trying to restrict? Tra what are we? What are we trying to achieve here? Right? I mean, this this. This whole thing makes no sense on no level. Let's say the German government says, okay, you can only go to restaurants and eat in restaurants if you um, ha have had the shot, right? So I'm, so let's say uh, I get the shot and I get, get my little green light in my app and then I go to a restaurant, right? And let's say the guy who sits next to me also has the green light. And, but he's the only one vaccinated in his family. And his wife and his six kids aren't vaccinated because they haven't had for whatever reason. And one of his six kids got infected two days ago in school and passed it on to his wife, 
who've passed it on to the guy. And the guy sitting next to me actually has it and can spread it. In like that one day we were at the hospital, uh, at the restaurant together, he spreads it to me. I'm vaccinated. I won't get sick, but I have it. And then I then go home, right? Spread it to my wife, who's also had the vaccination, um, right? And but she still gets it and she can spread it. And then she goes to work in a hospital and infects the patient there. And the patient wasn't vaccinated. And then the patient dies. That is a scenario that, that we have to look like that is from everything we know about the virus, about the vaccine. That's a very, you know, it's a realistic scenario. How does it help? How does the fucking passport help? What they're trying to do is they're trying to, they think they can link uh, having antibodies in your, in, your, in your blood to be safe. But you can't. That's like, that's like the, the, the whole thing we've talked about for months on this show is like the whole um, mistake they made with PCR tests um, where you're linking um, if somebody is positive like if somebody is SARS-CoV-2 positive i.e. has a virus somewhere to are they sick are they spreading it you don't know that's just not an indicator for that just as having antibodies in your body is not an indicator of, to, of how, is this person safe and then, you know, there's all these different issues. I mean, what, is if, what, what happens if somebody can't get vaccinated? What happens if somebody has a medical condition where, like, they say, you know, okay, with your condition, it's way too risky to give you the vaccine? You'd be discriminating against them. You can't say, oh, everybody can get the vaccine. No, there will be people who cannot get the vaccine for various reasons. And you're creating a class, two-class two system. Right, somebody has the green light in the app or the armband with the swastika on it, and the other one doesn't. Like I'm obviously, <laughs> this is obviously hyperbole, but you know I'm I'm trying to drive a point home here, which I have probably have. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the next um, topic here, which is basically um, you know goes into. It uh, goes together with, with this topic because basically what I think this whole discrimination um, is a symptom of something that I've seen in society since this thing started throughout the last year, which I think is victim blaming. And I think this is, you know, institutionalized victim blaming and um, completely unconnected from the news and the immunity passports that I was talking on about now i want to talk about this victim blaming because i think it's a very important underlying um thing that underlies not only like the stuff we talked about the apps you know the the covert apps but also the immunity passports and pretty much a lot of things that are happening around covid-19 uh, in in politics right now <laughs> So that's basically this is something I've just I've I've, I've just noticed um, over the months, which I find very 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 disconcerting. So I remember a time two three years ago, um, you know when I'm I'm like on Twitter and I'm talking to people and a lot of the people I follow and quite a lot of my friends I would have said you know at that time um, you know who basically I still see as friends I don't know if they. 
some of them are clearly not talking to me anymore um without ever having said so um i think it's because of you know the different stance i have on on covid19 and the restrictions and the masks and everything I can only guess but you know a lot of lot of these people um were always condemning victim blaming right they, you know when we're talking about um a classical example is like rape um you know when a when a young woman gets raped and people are like oh well, yeah but she was she was wearing such a tight skirt she was just asking for it to get raped right that's victim blaming um i i see that happening with covid-19 basically what i see is um somebody gets sick and they get a stigma in society for having become sick and it goes so far that the people themselves like very progressive people themselves um i've seen people um getting covid or you know getting most of them actually didn't get covid-19 they had a test and was sars-cov-2 positive and didn't have have a few symptoms like a minor flu or a bad cold and then it went away but they were feeling very bad and some of them I can only assume from what I've read and heard and, you know, some people I listen to on podcasts as well, um, they were basically getting depressed because they thought they had done something wrong, right? They were basically coming from a point where, like, I got sick, I got this, so I must have done something wrong, right? I went out and met somebody I shouldn't have met. Um, I wasn't wearing my mask. Maybe I've, I had a party when that was still allowed, but maybe wasn't wasn't so like you know they were feeling bad for that, so they were basically victim blaming themselves. And I don't understand that. I think pe well I maybe I understand it, but I don't want to understand it. If you know what I mean, I mean. I know where, where this is coming from. People are afraid. They're very, a lot of people are very afraid of this virus. Um, and it doesn't really help to argue with them. I've tried for a year now and it doesn't work. If you're afraid of something, you're afraid of it. And um, I think I talked about on the show earlier about like this history, I think a Swiss history professor or whatever. Anyway, he was like, of course, he's also a conspiracy theorist and he can't believe anything he said. But he basically had this theory that right now, um, people have three different fears. Some people are afraid of, or like, think of these three fears as something that everybody has just to different degrees, right? So fear of the virus, of getting sick, of maybe dying, um, fear of um, losing your job and the economy going bad, and fear of the uh, the country turning into a uh, dictatorship, basically. You know, free losing your, your, your rights. And everybody has these. And then if you want to talk to somebody about this, you first should like talk to them at what level, like on a scale from zero to 10, maybe um, these things are right. And for me, for example, it would be like, if you're, if you're, if you're talking scale of one to 10, right? Fear of the virus would be like at two or three. Uh, fear of unemployment and the economy going bad would be like at four, maybe. And then, you know, fear of the country going bad and we're going with descending in a dictatorship would be at eight or nine, right? And so I think many of the people I, I talked to or previously talked to or that I read on Twitter, for them, it's completely opposite. Like they have an eight to nine for the virus. And then, uh, you know, they have next to no fear that the country's going into a di dictatorship. And this guy made the point uh, that these are all valid fears and that you can't really like, you know, fears are nothing 
um, they're not they're very subjective by definition like you can't really say okay um, you're afraid of that that's silly um, you can say that but you know so I'm afraid of spiders and I completely know that it's completely irrational like I'm afraid of little spiders that run like we don't have any poison spiders in well we actually have but they don't do anything to you like you know why am I afraid of spiders they're not dangerous to me I can squash them like this right I just I just don't like them um, but I am completely uh, okay with snakes. Like I can have snakes crawling over my body. And there's other people who are completely afraid of snakes, but they have nothing against spiders. There are people who, have, who are not afraid of spiders and snakes. Right? I get on a motorbike almost every day, and people are completely afraid of that. Like some people say, like, "Oh my God, I'm going to die." And so everybody's fears are different, and you can't, you, you shouldn't really say, "Well, those are irrational fears." And I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that here as well. I just think lots of people have this fear of this virus, which is in many cases unprecedented um, because we never had anything like any outbreak like this um, in history. And, of, and, and, and it's very, I know why it's happening. I mean, I've seen it from the beginning. It, it was literally the press. Uh, the press was steering this up from the beginning. It's still going on. Um, you can't watch the news without coronavirus here coronavirus there blah 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 as people call it in germany corona which is the dumbest thing ever but um you know that's happening that's why people are afraid of it so i know where that is coming from um but i like it's to me it's it's just so dumb to like blame on somebody um, that they got sick, like with the very, very, as everybody says, a very, very contagious respiratory virus, right? Where like, we don't have any hard scientific evidence that in this, in this situation, wearing a mask actually helps or how much it helps. We don't know. There's no research on that. There's research on, yeah, aerosols and whatever, and like hamsters wearing masks and all of this. And yes, okay, we have a group of people and we gave a mask and now the, the incident rate is lower, but it is like, have we really like you know shown that that doesn't have any other reasons no um so we don't we don't know any of this we don't really know how this spreads really we you know there's all these different theories and there's mutations there's all this all this data and why do people think that like if they do something wrong like i mean it, it must be i feel it must also be the media it must be the press it must be the thing that's corroborated as truth in society where it's basically masks help and if you don't wear masks you're dumb and we all have to flatten the curve and we have to stay at home and if you don't do that you basically you're killing grandma so that's that's the gist of it um and i think that is breeding a culture of of victim blaming just imagine um like a few years ago you know, I got I got really sick with influenza, like proper. Inf I'm I'm pretty sure I never got diagnosed because they didn't do things like that back then. It, you know, they wouldn't have thought sort of running a very expensive PCR just to figure out if I had influenza, which I just got through anyway, and I, I obviously survived. And there was, you know, the doctor was like, "Okay, you survived, you're good." <laughs> um, but you know, just imagine, just imagine people back then having kind of blamed me for getting influenza or I had blamed other like you know I got it at work I'm pretty sure I work or in uh, in public transport like you know I but was I blaming anybody like you know that that colleague that went to work with sniffles like the week before like was I blaming them for giving it to me no like 
I mean, it's, you get it. It's like it's like the cold. Like you know, it's a it's a respiratory infection. You get this stuff. You don't blame them. And like one example to me is like imagine we do immunity passports or something with HIV. Just imagine we would go around telling people with HIV, like, well, you the state says you can't have sex anymore. Just just let that sink in. Just imagine we would do that. Um, can you can you I actually can remember I'm young enough and I basically okay I read this like in the 90s but I can I, I remember that you know in the in the 80s it was a thing where you know basically you own, there, there were people who were the opinions and actually I think politicians who said this publicly you know you only get AIDS if you're gay right you're obviously like uh, engaging in devious uh, sexual practices if you get AIDS it's a disease why are we blaming people for getting a disease? You know the backlash that that would have like these days if you did that for AIDS? It's like, oh, it's just like, stop fucking men. Like men fucking men. That's the people who get AIDS, right? You you can't go to work anymore. You, know, you can't go to the supermarket. You can't travel. You got, you got, H, you're HIV positive. And it used to be totally like, it used to be a set in stone rule in Germany that it was nobody's business what you were sick of. Like in Germany, we have this very elaborate system for getting sick leave where like you go to the doctor, the doctor gives you like a slip that you can give to your employer so you don't have to go to work and you get two slips, right? You get one for your insurance company which says, which says what you were diagnosed with, what drugs they gave you and, you know, what the doctor like, you know, doing like what what they did like their their fees and whatever right and you you are very clearly told only give that to the insurance company like nobody's supposed to know just the health system and you and your doctor your employer has no business to know what what you ha like they're like legally not allowed to ask if you're an employee in germany and you get sick and you get you know i don't know off off work for two months and you come back and your employer asks you, what did you have? That is illegal. They're not allowed to do that. That's none of their fucking business. Right? And, and we went from that in one year to let's put into employment contracts that if you don't have a certain title, you can't work here. We went to people when they get when they get COVID and they are sick, they have to tell their employer and everybody else, right? Um, I know that it is a meldepflichtige Krankheit. We talked this very early on in one of the first episodes. I talked about this, how in Germany, for example, you have to tell the government and, you know, for certain um, uh, diseases. I mean, another example is, I think, salmonella. So if you get like really sick of that because you'd eaten somewhere and they definitely had a hygiene problem and you need to track that down. But like, it's none of anybody else's business. Um, and it's like, we, we, we're gone to, like, it's just like, it's almost like Stasi-esque. Like, I live in this apartment complex, right? We live in this, I have a flat, and there's like, I don't know, 20 other flats in our building, right? And we don't have, um, 
we have belt, you know, uh, belts uh, on the outside of of, of of you know of the of the flat, right? Where you can you know you can you can ring ring the bell and you know to open the open the door. Usually you have a nameplate there, and in this building it's very new. There are no nameplates uh, because the company who is uh, the landlord is of the hilarious impression that that is not GDPR compliant, which is completely wrong. But hey, okay. Um, so we now had the um, the Ordnungsamt, so uh, not the police. In Germany, we have a, a you know a social order authority. They're generally uh, delegated to such things as giving you traffic tickets if you parked in the wrong place, and maybe uh, you know hurting hurting drunken kids in like public places together but they can't do anything like they can't arrest you they always have to have a policeman or call the police if they want to do anything right so they used to actually the butt of everybody's jokes they would like ring uh, when you had a party and the music was loud and then actually you, you tell them fuck off I only listened to the police and then the police had to come and they had to tell you and then they had to tell you again and then they could like basically uh, cite you or whatever and you know they used to be the butt of the jokes. They are now walking around like like dressed up. I mean, you know, militarized police is a thing. It's in Germany as well. I live in a big city. You know, they have you know they have uh, flag vests. Sometimes they have knife um, knife proof vests and you know like gear, tactical gear. And very seldomly they actually walk around with proper plate carriers. But you know that's that's the police. That's one thing. We now have the Ordnungsamt dressed up like that, like. And they came came around here like several like about two thousand times in the last two weeks, dressed like like four people, dressed like they want to like go house to house in Kandahar, right? With like knife proof vests, tactical gear, batons which they're not allowed to use, uh, handcuffs which they're not allowed to use really. So they have to have the police there. Like they probably had pepper spray as well. Um, going house to house, and they're looking for a neighbor. I don't know why. And I don't care. And I'm not telling them anything. But it's like, I've talked to neighbors and it's like fucking Stasi. They're like, did you see the Ordnungsamt was here? I think they're looking for somebody. I think somebody has COVID. I think somebody in our building has COVID and they're hiding. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so what? what's your point? Yeah, they have COVID. And I'm like, is that their business? Yeah, but 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 they're hiding from the Ordnungsamt. It's like, if, if they're actually hiding in their flat, they're doing a good job of quarantining. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. People are like, oh, Oh, the police was here. Oh, oh, the ordnance. Oh, the people in hazmat suits. Somebody's sick. Somebody's sick. It's it's literally going on everywhere. Like this whole mentality of just like <laughs> instead of saying, "Oh my God, you poor guy, you got like COVID. Are you all right? Are you are you good? Like, can we do anything? Like, can we? Can I go shopping? Like, you know, yeah, I'm going shopping. Shall I bring you something? Like, it's like it's 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 pure victim blaming. And the shocking thing to me actually was, and this was actually shocking. I've seen people engage in this who I think are very intelligent, and who are very progressive. And some of them who, who I've actually had Twitter conversations where they basically were ranting about victim blaming like two or three years ago. And they're now engaging like in hardcore victim blaming um, because they're afraid of this virus. And I think, yes, I'm dumb, right? As a historian, as a historian, I should know where this was coming from, right? I'm, I'm not an expert on the Middle Ages, but, you know, I, I went to school and also in... in um, 
at uni we did some things and of course you know on, on medieval history and of course the uh the plague came up and like you know how people were back then like you know they were really afraid like of the plague and there were all these like superstitions and like these women who were witches or whatever who are people outcasts in the community who were set to like spread the plague right and in some cases they actually killed them or burnt them and did all these crazy things because they were afraid and they didn't know better. Um, but I, I always have this, like sometimes I think I'm, uh, I'm, I'm naive. I actually do like, I, I, I say I don't, and I generally think I don't, but I, sometimes I think in, in my heart, I believe that humans are going to get better. And I think that these days we should know better, but of course we don't. Right. The example I just gave with AIDS, like in the eighties where like people were deadly afraid of AIDS and it was like a complete like stigma um, it's a disease, it's a virus, and, you know, it's it's important to explain to people what is happening and, you know, to to, um, to educate them about them. Like, what, where's this, where's this fear? And it's, it's so ridiculous, like with this. I mean, with AIDS, I could even understand. Like, AIDS is something, if you get that, if you get HIV positive, I mean, there's treatments these days and all these kinds of things, and they probably have a vaccine at some point, but it's like your your life is fucked to a certain degree, right? If you get Ebola, if, if we had an Ebola outbreak, I could understand all this shit, all these fears. You have a 70%, 80%, 85%, and that's my age group of dying, right? If you're 80 you have no chance of surviving. I don't think ever anybody in that age in that age group ever survived, right? I could understand that, but we're talking about something that has to like a, at most. If you're very very afraid, and if you look at everything the worst, it has like a four percent chance. Probably not that. It's, it's probably zero point four. I think it's zero point zero 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 four. Whatever. But it's just like. <sighs> It's about the chance, probably, if you get on a motorbike to die. I don't know, it's probably lower. I've been riding on a motorbike a lot. But, you know, it's it's so... I don't get it. it, it it's, it's very, 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 very emotional, I think. And I wish people would, would, would understand and would see what they're doing. And would see, like... I get the fear and I don't want to say, you know, you're somebody is dumb to be afraid. Um, and I want to give everybody like the right to be afraid if they're afraid and, and to be, you know, to be um, emotional and to be maybe unjustifiably afraid. Like I'm afraid of spiders, but it gets really problematic if we are building the future of our society on that. And if we can't analyze this anymore, and if we're like so afraid that we're like, okay, yeah, these passports are fine. And we're not going, actually, no, they make no sense. It's like the lockdowns, makes no sense. It makes no sense. And even if it would help, how much does it help? And how much are we sacrificing for this chance that it might help, but we don't know that it helps? It's like, <laughs> Anyway, I think I, I I probably made my point, but just just imagine we would discriminate against people who have HIV. Um, 
and you know have passports and if you have HIV HIV you can't do certain things right you can't go swimming or what what I don't know what like doesn't really matter the whole idea is dumb how can we think that this is a good idea I like I do I, I even would say like even if we have had rock like solid evidence solid rock solid scientific evidence that if we have that we have a passport and we discriminate against these people that we can we can fix this and nobody's going to get sick anymore even at that point i would say we shouldn't do it especially in germany especially with our history we are not a country that should take utilitarianism lightly. I mean, I think I've talked about this on the show, about this fallacy of, you know, Vulcan, of, of Spock saying of how dumb, um, you know, the, the what is it? The, the, um, oh God, why can't I, what's, what's with my brain? I've talked myself into too much of a, of a rage. Uh, many, many, a few, there's things Spock says. Uh, the, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So that's the thing, uh, you know, Spock says logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweighs the needs of the few. Um, that is a, that's very dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Um, that would have meant that, of course, you know, the things the Nazis were doing um, to to the, you know, for large parts of the Jews um, was not justified. But it would have meant that if Hitler was right and what they were doing to kill millions of people um, for, you know, that that was what he was saying, basically. That was his argument, you know, the, well, he wasn't saying that, but like, he basically was saying we, we need to kill people for the German uh, folk uh, to, you know, to to, uh, to prosper. And and if you, what, what you're basically saying is, yes, if, if, if that would, would have been right, it would have been justified. Because it, it would have been the need of the many or the need of the few. Like if if you have you do that argument, you go like, okay, uh, we have eighty million people. Like if you do that argument, you could just you could justify. You know, you're talking Germany. You have eighty three million people, right? Let's let's look at the uh, RKI dashboard. Let's see how many uh, have a positive uh, COVID. Uh, test right now yeah yeah hamburg hamburg didn't send any data yesterday breaking news oh my god we're all gonna die um so current currently we have oh they don't have the daily cases on here uh it's, let, let's say it's about five thousand looks to be well yesterday it was ten thousand let's say we have ten thousand cases 10,000 positive people, right? In that argument, you could say, okay, 83 million, 10,000 infected. If we kill all the infected and we make sure they can't spread the disease and the 83 million other people will be okay, then, you know, with that Spock argument, that would be justified. That That's why that is not an argument. That's why you cannot do that. The end does not justify the means. And there are certain things in a, a morally... Um, 
in a in a state that's not morally bankrupt there are certain principles that you can't let go and that's just that's just that's just what i'm saying here anyway i probably have bored you to death by now if you like fab brands <laughs> this would have been would have been the episode for you i'm just um i'm i'm so disillusioned by many things that i don't even talk about them anymore on the show like i think for you know some of the like the privacy i mean, i don't i haven't even talked about the privacy nightmare it's such an immunity passport like digital whatever blockchain warp warp whatever uh would be um i mean that's that's just a given like it's a given that people will sign off on that like people don't give a fuck anymore the same people that were like uh you know oh don't or Google don't take a photo of my house and put it on the internet like a few years ago in Germany you're just like oh yeah yeah I'm gonna tell the government where I am where I'm gonna be where I, if I'm sick I'm not I'm all good if, if, if all this goes away I'm good right so that's actually something that I think we've lost but like this is actually at a level where I'm like you can't be serious like no matter what you think this will achieve which it won't from all the data we have but it's like how can you even how can you even like how can a poli- like i don't understand how a politician can 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 say we're going to do this that's my first step then i can't understand how a journalist can pick up on that and go like wait wait a minute this makes no fucking sense and basically say what i've just said and then i can't understand how people are not like seeing this and going what the fuck are they doing like how People just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna agree to anything as long as this shit goes away. Breaking news: the shit is not going to go away. They're gonna take your rights, they're gonna take your data, and the shit's not gonna go away. You're gonna live with this disease for the next forty years or longer. It's not gonna go away. It's, it is not going to go away. There's no scientific evidence that we can just get rid of it. So whatever you're deciding to do here, you will have to live with for the rest of your life. Like. The thing is, even if this disease was going to go away, right? The immunity pass and all the shit, we, we're going to have to live with that for the rest of our lives anyway because they're not going to roll that back because that's not how decisions and politics works. We're going to wait for the next disease to come around and then it's going to be the same sh- damn shit all over again. Uh, anyway, let's talk a little bit about feedback. I feel... Um, I, th- I think I think I've said anything uh, I can say about this without repeating myself. Um, so let's do that. So I picked out one piece of feedback for this episode. It was relatively long, but I think it's it's worth it. It's uh, from Fadi Mansour. And again, please, if you don't agree with me with everything I've said up to this point which might very well be possible, please let me know because I would like to discuss it. Right? I would like to... I need other input on this kind of shit. I need to know what you think and um, I think it's an important service to the community. So, Fadi, a uh, long-time producer of the show, Fadi Mansour has written in a lot of times, um, has done a service to the com- to the community and has given us some feedback on episode 58 which was the uh, last week's episode where I talked about um, cars and license plate recognition and everybody uh, now presumably getting this technology or obviously getting this technology because you can now do it yourself. Fadi writes, sorry for the lack of feedback for the latest episodes, but I have a problem. 
While listening, I might have some points to feedback, but usually I don't have the time to write them down. And then later I forget the context and not write anything. Believe me, man, I have this problem on a almost daily basis with other podcasts. Um, <clears throat> and this is what is happening now. So I'm now re-listening to the episode. I would, however, never go that far. <laughs> wow, funny, that is some serious dedication. Probably I should get into the habit of writing down notes to make it easier for myself. Yeah, maybe just have a, I, I mean, I have that for job reasons. I just have a little notebook with me at all times with a pen. Um, because also, not only job reasons, because also I've learned that I forget. I remember at some point, but it, then it might be too late. Or then I don't have a pen. Either, so it sometimes it helps. But, you know, you might be driving or riding a bike or something. You don't want to. I understand. I find it uh, good that you still wrote in, though, and this amazing dedication to re-listen to the episode. First point, the first point of feedback. So this is on the license plate recognition, ubiquitous license plate recognition. Uh, the first point of feedback, let me stress on the point you raised, the cat's out of the bag, because the technology is available and now we have a new situation and we need to have this clearly set in our minds. Any data that is publicly available we should assume that it's being collected and correlated by someone. The only thing that I feel we can do at the moment is, as you said, to be aware of when we are generating in air quotes this data and to think about the implications. So in other words, uh, the amazing German word of Datensparsamkeit, or you know, as I called it in one episode, think what you upload. But it's not only uploading, uh, think about what you upload. It's, um, yeah, think about the data you generate and maybe try to minimize that in certain situations. Um, another point is the general rule of information security. Know your adversary. Is it a company that is selling you something you might be actually interested or willing to get paid for your data or an oppressive regi regime that, that can use the data to incriminate you? Um, I think one of the points we have learned here, though, that's complicating this is that uh, uh, you might be trying to defend against somebody and then somebody else gets the data. So we've learned that, you know, companies collecting collect your data and you might be okay with that but then u.s companies you know or in other countries um the you know intelligence services can get that data or like the police can get that data uh then there's the added factor of hacks you know something that i is on the docket that people want me to talk about that i i'm currently researching solar winds right what happens if um the russians uh or whoever else or the chinese or whoever breaks into the servers of a company and gets that data, right? Or, or you might trust your government and then the other government breaks into the system, gets that data, right? Um, I don't know. You might be okay with the German government to know that you're gay, but would, would, you, would it be okay if the, uh, if the Russians know that or the Chinese or whatever, you know, that, that's, that's a complicating factor. Fadi continues, another interesting point that you raised when speaking about the decision to implement a tracking system to help the police. For any decision, there should be cost-benefit calculation. And unfortunately, usually what happens is that the benefits are the only things being highlighted and not the compromise. Not quite sure what you're trying to get at here. I think uh, the problem is that um, if you have the police decide something like this, they don't even think about, the, they don't care about that. Like they don't care about your privacy. Like for the police, it would be easier if nobody had any privacy. Um, like we need to have checks and balances in society or in, in our political systems on this. 
um, because the companies and the government, like the the executive of the government, for example, they don't care about these things, so they will not take them into consideration. Finally, I noticed that I'm no longer subscribed to your channel on Twitch. I was using my free Prime. He's now subscribed again, by the way. I so I'm going to read him out later. I was using my free Prime subscription, and it seems that I that it needs a renewal every now and then. Might be something to remind other similar subscribers. So thank you for the interesting topics. I'm looking forward to the next episode, which you got right now, and I hope you liked it. <laughs> um, that's a good thing. If I never said this before, I probably haven't. Um, so. I um, live stream on Twitch a lot. Um, usually video games. Uh, recently The Witcher, a bit of Flight Simulator. I'm playing Escape from Tarkov right now. Um, so I do that. But I also, every Wednesday when I record this, when, you know, I normally I would, before I started doing this, I would sit down at my desk and record this podcast. But since I'm doing that in one go anyway, I don't cut anything out, I do everything live, I thought well, I could stream that, this as well, you know, with Linux Outlaws, people really liked when we live streamed stuff. And so I'm doing that on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash foxtrot alpha bravo is my channel. Um, there's also a link at private citizen press, foxtrot alpha bravo alpha with an F, like in the actual NATO alphabet, means fab, <laughs> in case you hadn't... Uh, made that connection um and yes so i do that and you can subscribe to that channel and you know that that will give me money and you can do so as i sometimes mention for free if you have a amazon prime subscription right to get prime video or you know cheap delivery or early delivery or both um if you have an account you also have what's called a twitch gaming no, uh, Prime Gaming. So if you sign because Twitch belongs to Amazon. So if you sign up to Twitch, you get the, the option of subscribing to one channel for free, and that channel will get the you know whatever five uh, uh, euros, euro dollars that you would usually uh, pay yourself for a normal subscription. That channel will, which will get that, and Amazon will just kick that in. So if you have a Prime subscription, you're not using Twitch or whatever, you could do that to just support me. Um, but as I've never said before, apparently, as Fadi has found out, um, this works in a way that if you're subscribed normally, um, the subscription will generally renew every month. Um, but with a Prime subscription, you, you'll have to do that every month. And um, so I just, that's a very good point. I think I never said that on the show, and I should make that clear whenever I talk about that. And I will endeavor to do that in the future. So thank you, Fadi. Um, Yes, and uh, be like Fadi and write in and let me know. Um, thus, you will become a producer to the show, um, of the show, on the show. I think of the show uh, is most correct. Of course, another way to become a producer is to uh, support the show monetarily. Um, as I've always uh, say, you know, this, this show is free. Um, you, um, I just, for me, it's kind of like, a, I like doing it, but it's a bit of a public service as well. Um, but of course, I need to pay the bills and I'm a freelance writer and we're not getting rich of our writing work, believe me. 
Uh, and I'm, uh, of course, spending a lot of time doing this, preparing this show. And if you want to help me, um, then I asked you to consider something that the No Agenda podcast calls the value for value model, um, which is a system whereby you think about, you know, did I get value from this? Did this, does this broaden my horizon? Did it give me entertainment? Whatever. And um, you think about how much that would be worth to you. And if that's something, you know, you want, you want to pass on, you can do that. Um, and if you want to do that, it's completely optional. Um, and optional in a way where it's actually optional, not where I'm like trying to force you with other means, like the government. <laughs> um, you can become a patron. Uh, so Patreon is like a service you can sign up to and you can, it's like a subscription service and you can uh, decide. I have different tiers. Uh, the first one starts at $1 uh, plus taxes. Um, I think, but you can also put in your own amount uh, there, whatever you want. And it's like a monthly thing and it really helps me. You know, it, it helps me um, justify this thing and basically keeps the show running. And we have quite a lot of people who do this, um, who I'm going to read out in a bit. Uh, you can also, if you prefer one-off contributions, you can use PayPal. Producers at fab.industries is the PayPal email address. There's also a link. Uh, well, it's written in the show notes and there's a link to PayPal. Uh, under toss a coin to your podcaster. Toss a coin to your podcaster, oh, valley of plenty, oh, valley of plenty. Oh, <laughs> see, see why I'm not singing for a living? Um, so uh, with that... Uh, I'd like to wrap up the show and thank everybody. Uh, first of all, mention goes to uh, Raul Kabzali, who wrote the theme tune to the show. Um, it's called Acoustic Roots. I really like it. I have to th thank ByteMark uh, at bytemark.co.uk. They're a UK hosting company who have for years graciously provided me with two servers for free that I use to cloud servers um, that work brilliantly. Uh, that I manage myself and that are just there to chuck audio files on and for you to download. And I think they work really well. Uh, for years, um, my files have come down very quickly uh, wherever I tested it, all over the world. And I think that's great. Um, without them, I had to, I would have to pay for servers and I pretty much eat everything I get from Patreon, I think. So um, thanks for that, ByteMark. You're, you're awesome chaps. Um, yeah, and then everybody who's, uh, who's monetarily supported the show. So... Uh, without further ado, uh, the, the patron supporters are Georges, Butterbeans, Niall Donegan, Michael Mullen Jensen, Jonathan M. Hathy, Dave, Steve Hose, Mark Holland, Shelby Kruver, Vlad, Jackie Plage, 1i11g, Philip Klostermann, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Kai Sears, IKN, Fadi Mansour, Dirk Didi, Michael Small, Joe Pose, Matt Jalleman, Bennett Piata, David Potter, Mika, Martin, Larry Glock, Dave Amrish, Ricky M, Drive Zero, Mr. Amish, Tobias, Avis, Jonathan Edwards, Barry Williams, Mode 7, Neil, Captain Akat, Sandman, 616, Funky Duck, hey, Funky Duck, and D. And of course, I mentioned Twitch. I'd like to thank my Twitch subscribers. Some of these are also Patreon members so they basically uh, subsidized the show twice uh, to make up for all you slackers who don't know i i promised i wouldn't pressure you <laughs> um so i would like to thank mike underscore the dane gal Taron, sandman 616 indie game x andy pants with a four redeemer rf that's fadi mode seven 
underscore is underscore unavailable and Halifa. Now Halifa is somebody, um, if you like game streams, you should check her out. She's a streamer on Twitch. She happens to be my favorite streamer. She lives in Denmark, uh, originally from Germany. So she has that sweet German accent. She streams in English. Um, and she's just great. She's great fun. Um, I love her. Uh, I love watch her, watch her playing video games and flailing about. She makes me feel like I'm not the only one who, who plays video games badly. <laughs> and she's very, very entertainment, entertaining. I like her. So check out Halifa. Um, and that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to see you next week. I know I've promised this uh, extra episode, which I will get to. It's on the docket. I think I have a, an idea of what I'm going to talk about. I just don't have any time to record it right now. Um, it's very busy and it will stay busy probably for a week. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. It's it's coming. It's coming. There will be an extra episode. Uh, be, uh, be assured of that. Um, but yeah, um, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, for listening to me rant. Um, I hope this show uh, informs you and entertains you a little bit. And um, yeah, I'll see you next week. Until then, aim to misbehave gonna play us out on a on a song called old fashioned with fit which fits me because i'm old fashioned by a band called the blood red sun so here's blood red sun with old fashioned Like the old-fashioned way Give me that sweet love
Says I'm.